Radio Free Brooklyn. Tune in and cry it out with me, DJ Susie. This is a puzzle with three trees. Well, let's look for more here. That looks like part of a tree. Hey, I think that's right. It's fun to put puzzles together and you find the pieces. Oh, there's somebody at the back door. Let's see who it is. We can show him our puzzle. Oh, it's Mr. McFeely himself. Oh, not quite. Could well, you come I in? I have to take it for delivery today. I have to take it for delivery. It's a very busy day today. A very busy day. Oh, well, I... Oh, it's a minute. Just a minute to go, Mr. Rogers. Oh, do it a minute. She's not a girl who misses much. Oh, yeah. With the touch of the velvet hand Like a lizard on a windowpane The man in the crowd With the multicolored mirrors On his hobnail boots Lying with his eyes While his hands are busy Working overtime A soap impression of his wife Which he ate and donated To the National Trust Speedy delivery, speedy delivery, rush, rush, rush. I just couldn't do it right when he was rushing me like that. I just couldn't get it right at all. What do you do when you're angry? When you're angry and you know it, you do something about it. I told Mr. McFeely that made me angry to have to rush like that. individual of the pair give this long mournful wail which is essentially saying I'm here where are you generally moments later you'll hear the response from the other member of the pair giving its wail saying I'm over here Don't tase me, bro! <laughs> 
Approaching, stings him on the heel. He turns to look. The dove has heard, and off she flies away into the sky. Supper has vanished with the bird. That peasant won't be eating pigeon pie. Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh, natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow Tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, 'cause that's how you know it's Winslow. From the Winslow Tea Broadcast Booth in Temperate, it's nice, Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. You guys, you guys stoked for Mike Richards on Jeopardy? Wait, what happened? Right? Come on, get Lavar in there. Topical. My opening topical monologue is sponsored, as always, by Winslow Tea, and I'm gonna polish this off right here. Watch this. Hmm. Ah, good to the last drop. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag How You Know, or if you're a slurper, hashtag. Slurp to enhance and slurp right into the conversation. Why don't you? So you guys want me to do a whole show right now on Afghanistan? I'm just not. I'm just not in the mood. But I will. I'll say two things about about Afghanistan. First, 
My 21st birthday, believe it or not, was September 17th, 2001. A mere, I can't do math, six days after 9-11. And how did I spend my, uh, my birthday? I had people over to my house. We sat out on the porch it wasn't social dis. It wasn't because we were worried about COVID. We sat out on the porch and we made art to protest the impending war in Afghanistan. Okay? So, I'm like Barbara Lee up in here. I was... I wasn't, I wasn't for this war. But... Gosh darn it, it's our responsibility to help out these... I, I say, who's the guy from um, Ron Perlman? What's the guy from um, the guy's name who's who's like Hellboy and, and Ron Perlman? I saw Ron Perlman say uh, he had some stern words for uh, Uncle Joe. He said, we got to get everybody out that wants to get out. And I, I agree with uh, with Hellboy. Anybody who wants out, we, we get them out. Then we say peace in the middle. It, it's not the Middle East, is it? It's a little to the right of the middle. And I'm a little right of the middle, and that's why I'm. This is a gonna. I'm. This is the alt right version <laughs> of race to the bottom. I've gone all right, just like the best journalists of our days. <laughs> um, no, I kid. Guys, have you watched White Lotus yet? You need to watch White Lotus. And you need to watch The Staircase, okay? It's required viewing for everyone who... um who listens to this show because next week, well, next week I've got the, this dude. Everybody loves him. John field comedian is coming back to the studio. America's comic, but we're also going to, I try to get a call from Tom friend of the show, Tom Demena. We're going to talk about the staircase and white Lotus. So you guys need to be up to speed. Okay. You got to do the homework. Because we're gonna we're gonna maybe drop some spoilers. Both so good. The staircase is this murder documentary. It's on um, Netflix. It's a masterpiece. Watch it. It's funny. As it's as funny as a murder documentary could be. And it's fascinating. And I recommend it. Do I have the recommended? Uh, should I do this real quick for good measure? Just to let you know how much I recommend it, I got to do this. It's a recommendation. 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 That's enough of that. How about that mashup? That was an old, yeah, it's Central Asia, not the Middle East. My my research department wanted me to clarify. Thank you, my crack research team. We heard from, that was another throwback mashup from the good old days of the early mashups. 
That was two years ago I made that. I made it in Maine. I'm wearing my Maine t-shirt today because I'm I miss I didn't get to go there. How was your summer, guys? It was it felt I was just telling our guest it felt like the first first half of the summer things were looking up. And then and then not so much. We heard from Fugazi, Sweet and Low, off their and on the Kill Taker record. Uh, recommended uh, or suggested, requested is the word I'm looking for by listener Tim. Threw that in the mashup. We heard from Oprah briefly. We heard from Mr. Rogers. Now, Angie, my friend Angie, uh, listener Angie, and I used to talk about this. Is Mr. Rogers unemployed? It, it riddled me that. I just couldn't do it with him rushing me like that. We heard from Moondog, I think. I don't remember. We heard from the uh, from the Beatles. You've heard the Beatles. Happiness is a warm gun. I was singing that with uh, Aunt Marietta when we were in Maine. We heard from the Loons. I miss the Loons. We heard from uh, this cellist, Ben Soleil. That was by request um, from my cousin Katie. We heard the uh, the Queer Eye uh, um, intro song nestled in there. I was watching Queer Eye a lot at that point in my life. When's the new season coming out? Come on, guys. They're, they did the, like, Japan... They did a couple, like, uh, you know, Queer Eye Universe. That guy can't cook. The, you ever watch that? Oh, man. That guy. And Anthony... I cook that guy under the table. Can you cook somebody under the table? No, you can drink him under the table, but I'd cook him under the table. Uh, we heard from um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, just a song before I go. Stephen Stills was um, strung out um, after a show in in the taxi going to the airport in like Miami, and the taxi driver said, Oh, you're a big songwriter. I bet you can't write a song before I get you to the airport. And he wrote just a song before I go. It's a cool story. We heard from uh, the Don't Taze Me Bro guy. You guys remember that? Guy got tased at a John Kerry concert. John Kerry was playing some Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And we heard if from some fairy tale, uh, it's some French fairy tale that was translated into English that somebody recommended that I check out. And that was the pigeon pie weird thing. All right. Is that everything? Yeah. All right. So I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today's show. Uh, you, you know him. You love him. He's, he's been on the Thanksgiving prepisode. Uh, he was on my, my old podcast with my buddy Jason, What You Been Cooking. Um, hopefully we'll get him back for, for, the, uh, for Thanksgiving. But I, I, I didn't want to wait until Thanksgiving. I, 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 we, need, we all needed some, some Kyle in our lives. Kyle, is that Mike working? I think so. Oh, yes. How are we doing? Too, Great. Too, 
too high on the no, mic? No, I here? think I, I got the control. You just you just do you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> nice. How's it going? It's great. I love to be in the studio, throwing on the cans. Yeah. Talking talking food. <laughs> yeah. Well, cans, that's technical radio talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I learned that today. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk, I thought we would talk tricks, surprises, and misconceptions in the kitchen. Yeah. How's, how's that sound? I love it. I'm very excited. Nice. And I, I got to know Kyle working um, at a, a Applewood, which was here in, in Brooklyn, a little farm-to-table joint, Spike Lee joint. Yeah, Spike, <laughs> Spike Lee, Lee owned it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that, that job was the job that made me realize that I needed to find a new line of work. Uh, me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But, man, did we learn a lot. Um, we laughed a lot. We cried a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to turn off that AC. So t- tell the listener what's been going on while I turn off this AC. How's that for good radio? Oh, I love it. <laughs> do I have to do Foley work this time? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, my wife and I actually started a, uh, a supper club in Brooklyn called Twin Oaks. You can follow us on, can I do plugs now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, on Instagram at Twin Oaks BK. Um, we do a weekly supper club meal where we kind of change up the menu every week based on like what's, you know, at the farmer's market, what we're feeling, um, what we're kind of excited about um, based on all of these kind of recipes we tried out over the past year and a half when we really started cooking a lot more at home. Just keep cooking. Just keep cooking. Get the hashtag trending. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we've been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we do it out of our apartment. Uh, we're very, um, precautious about health code still, mm-hmm. even though it's out of our apartment. Um, and we also do, um, we've been teaching a lot of cooking classes as well in person and through zoom, um, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and we also do some catering, some private dinners. Uh, we, we really like the idea of kind of in the separate club mentality, which is like a really kind of popular thing out out in the Midwest, but yeah. not so much around here is kind of sharing with food with people, kind of building that food community um, that I think, you know, everyone could use a lot more of. And what do you think about food immunity? I love that too. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of against that. I no, think it kind no, of yeah. goes against my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not big on that. <laughs> so if I wanted to be, how's it work? Because I've been, I've been look, I'm guys, and what's your Twitter handle? Uh, release the Cracklin. Release the Cracklin. Yeah. Or you can just look up Kyle McCarthy. Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> um, uh, this guy, his his Instagram feed is the most delicious Instagram feed. I I, I literally there's n- nobody better. Oh, on you're Instagram. too kind. <laughs> um, just everything looks like you just want to devour it. Um, and every type of food uh, you got really into exploring all the different um asian cuisine yep. from korean to thai chinese different chinese culinary there's mm-hmm. five chinese culinary regions yeah i actually learned that over the last year <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it was all yeah <laughs> all the same and delicious but no <laughs> um so i look at that and i'm thinking about 
doing doing your uh if i wanted to do like a twin oaks if i wanted to do for for our listeners who are here in in the new york city area how do we get in on this what does yeah. it look like so uh there's a weekly email that will we can sign you up for but we also post on instagram instagram's kind of our main mm-hmm. conduit to the people yeah. <laughs> as it were yeah um but yeah you we'll post the menu and then you can message us or email us and uh we do deliveries we deliver to manhattan Long Island and Brooklyn. Um, and we're kind of open. We've done New Jersey also. We had a few people in New Jersey reach out to us, mostly friends of friends and mm-hmm. friends and family, which has been amazing. The support's been great. Yeah. Because <laughs> like over the past year and a half, because of Instagram, I just started kind of posting stuff as kind of self-documentation. Yeah. And I also, I do it for the likes, baby. I think we all do. <laughs> um, but over the past uh, year and a half, we started doing more and more over Instagram. And people were like, how do I get this? Like, can I get this? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them were kidding. <laughs> but then we started doing it and people yeah. actually started ordering. And it's been an actually pretty popular. And it's it's been a lot of fun for us to kind of try things out. Um, the most interesting thing being how to f- have people reheat it and make it still good. because. Mm-hmm. We want, you know, the best experience possible. Yeah. And when people get takeouts, you know, the quality can diminish significantly. Yeah. So we, we we do a lot of testing on the different things oh, cool. to see how it travels yeah. and whatnot. And uh, um, so, yeah, in order to order, you just kind of message us. We figure out a delivery for you. It's typically mm-hmm. we give kind of people a week to figure out if they want it. And then uh, we'll deliver and kind of coordinate with our other deliveries. And it's just it's usually me and in our, our our SUV. Nice, <laughs> just going around and bringing food to the people. <laughs> Is that part fun? Do you like driving around? I actually really do. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to hate it because I'm not like a great driver, especially in the city, and I get really nervous, but <laughs> um, and lost a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but I actually really do like it, and to kind of deliver food to people, like there there are people that order from us every week, and it, it's like they're like it's the highlight of our week, and like. Nothing makes me honestly feel better than that. And like, even if we only had like one person a week ordering mm-hmm. and, you know, I would, I would still do it because it's just, it's that much fun. And it's also a great way to kind of build that kind of food community where people have more conversations. And then people also talk to us like where we're getting our ingredients from mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we can help support, you know, the smaller kind of local farmers markets and butcher shops and yeah. fishmongers kind of get their names out there as well, which is super important to me. It's interesting because it's the kind of thing that probably wouldn't have happened without the pandemic, but also the kind of thing that I could see once things really kind of get back to normal, it could be even more cool. Yeah. Uh, And that's kind of like uh, Andy called it scalability. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like, But I think it's it it could be like kind of like a gathering place for people. Like we were talking about doing a pop up Mm -hmm. where we kind of have people come and you know, it's just a g- great way for people to connect. And I feel like it's such a great connection point through food. That's kind of, I know it's a little cliche to say it's a universal language, but it really is because <laughs> like, yeah. people like just love to eat. And then you talk about the food and we also do like wine pairings and stuff like that, which has been fun to figure out. Andy's much better at it than mm-hmm. me, but <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. So what, what was your most recent? Um, our meal. most recent meal, um, we did a kind of New England clam bake style. So we did lobster rolls, stuffies, like Andy and I met in Rhode Island in culinary school. So mm-hmm. those are like very near and dear to our heart. Um, also known as like, you know, stuffed clams or clams yeah. casino. <laughs> like there are different variations of it. Um, we did chowder, which is a little hard sell in the summer, but 
people. It was a big hit. Nice. Uh, we did Ramen Week too, which was also like people were like, I don't really want ramen yeah. in the summer. Well, also like, that's that's one where you probably needed to test how to. How oh to yeah, reheat the transportation and, and transport huge because yeah. ramen it, if you see my instagram feed it's ma- majority ramen <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was very important to me that that traveled well and people got a good experience from that so so another i know i'm embossing you guys around today dear listeners watch white lotus if you haven't watch the staircase if you haven't and also if you live in the new york city area let's let's all uh let's do give them the rttb bump Oh, at twin, I love it. Twin Oaks. Come on. <laughs> Thank Not you a so joke. Much. <laughs> my my dad said said, Joey, we got a order from this place, Twin Oaks. I said, Why, Dad? He said, because it's capitalism. Uh, so awesome. So I feel like we've set the table well. You like oh, that? Oh, very beautiful. Yeah. And they're very nicely done. <laughs> uh tricks, surprises, misconceptions. Yeah, sure. If if you uh, listeners want to call in, we'd love to hear from you, 718-673-8201. And I know you're just getting your pen out now. You need to hear the number a second time, <laughs> 718-673-8201 to be part of the program. Um, let me make sure this phone is, yeah, it's ready. It's ready to rock. Want to call. So I'll, I'll, I'll do one. And maybe that'll jog something in your memory. Sure, sure. Um, and we have got a couple from listeners that wrote on my Instagram. Love it. I use Instagram too, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great medium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's something that actually this is what got me to think of this topic. Onion powder. I think as, as like when you start out, um, trying to become more of a f- food conscious person. You want everything to be, I want fresh onions. I want, fr- uh, you know, I, over the past couple of years, have fell in love with the power of onion powder. Yeah. A- add it to, uh, you know, I tried it. You know, the salad dressing, you ever see the poppy seed um, um, dressing? The I Oh, forgot. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yep. It's a. <laughs> It's a, it's been a standby in my family. Yep. It's got the peach. It's Brianna's Yeah, yeah. Brianna's uh, <laughs> poppy seed dressing. You know, the old standby. <laughs> yeah. And I was like I can I can make this. And you know, and I I you know, put some just some yogurt, maybe some balsamic or some kind of acid, some but then got and obviously poppy seeds. Onion powder, man. Yeah. That sets it off. Yeah, I had a very similar experience to mm-hmm. that where um, when I first started cooking at home, I started pretty young. Like I was yeah. just making home fries and stuff and yeah. powders were where it was at, like garlic yeah. powder, onion powder, any kind of thing I could find. Even like the the spice mixes, like mm-hmm. Montreal, like steak seasoning, yeah. stuff like that. And then I went to culinary school and became very pretentious and was mm-hmm. like, nope, can't can't do that anymore. And then after Applewood, I, I became a butcher and started working in butcher shops and they used a lot of powders for the rotisserie chicken. And I was mm-hmm. like, surely it's got to be better fresh. And then I tried doing it fresh and I was yeah. like, nah, the powders really make yeah. a difference. And same thing when you're like smoking and um, um, barbecuing, mm-hmm. those things really make a huge difference yeah. and kind of add a little bit more coverage for everything and rehydrate. And um, I really 
shun my younger self for for, <laughs> for being looking down on those mm-hmm. things like they were just some mm-hmm. kind of beginner tool but they're they're, they're amazing <laughs> I, I mean everything like has its place sometimes you you want fresh garlic or yep fresh onions it really depends on what you're going yeah. for <laughs> i wouldn't want to put uh you know ch- put fresh onions in my in my brianna's no uh, poppy seed has dressing. no place there no. <laughs> get them out of get, there get that out of there <laughs> also just texture wise yeah you know but it's almost like onion powder almost has like an MSG quality to it. Does, it does, um, and it's because it's so concentrated. And that's yeah. another thing I've really come around to after the past year and a half of kind of messing around with different Asian cuisines is mm-hmm. using MSG because, you know, growing up it was like, oh, this stuff's bad for you. It's going to yeah. make you sick. Yeah. You're, like, you're going to feel awful after, um, which I think there's a, a little bit of racism yes. and, and undertones in yeah. that as yeah. well. Um, but after using it, like it, it's a natural substance, it's just concentrated, um, I believe, soy. I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. I did a whole deep dive on this like months and months ago. Um, but now it's like a, a staple in our pantry. And like you don't use it for everything because you don't want that specific flavor and everything because it just kind of adds an overall, I, I guess they call it umami. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to do a cooking show called Talk About Umami. <laughs> 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 just like every time you make a recipe at the end, you're like, mm, wow, talk about umami. <laughs> I have a friend who overuses the word umami. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, research team, can you look up uh, what MSG is made from, please? Thank you. All right. Something I learned from you. Here's here's the, would this be a um, trick, surprise, or misconception? I think this is a trick. Ooh, I love it. We would prep. We would prep together. We would be down in the basement, in the basement. <laughs> um, because brunch would be going on. This yep. would be on Saturday. It was Saturday, right? Yeah. Because Sunday we were closed. Yeah, we were we were off. And yeah, then there was a brunch, but there, there wasn't was a, a dinner. Yeah. So on Saturdays, we would be down there prepping. The windowless um, basement. The men- windowless <laughs> basement. Just two men alone with their <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> and the hanging meat. Um, <laughs> yep. And... When we'd be, I'd I'd watch you cutting like a sweet potato, right? And, and you're trying to get your nice squares or whatever, Julianne, whatever you needed for the, however you needed to cut up the sweet potato. Yep. And um, I would always worry about how am I going to cut this where I I don't lose anything, mm-hmm. right? Or I lose the less. You you'll just you would just hack it into a um like a, a square or, or a workable shape yep. right right off the bat. Yeah. Right? Trim it up a little Tr- bit. <laughs> trim it up and then put that put the stuff, uh, the scraps in your, um, and put that in the stock. Yeah, totally. You're going to use it for stock anyway. Yep. So don't be precious with it. And I would say it's a bit different for a home cook. You're not necessarily going to make stock, but maybe if you have compost or, you know what, vegetables are cheap. You want to use more of them. Don't spend all your life trying to yeah. trying to use every little tiny scrap of of something just just hack it up and get to a, a nice shape that you can uh cut well yeah totally and it's a little safer too you don't have to worry about like especially kind of like rounder things kind of sliding off and worry about hacking off a finger exactly <laughs> um i would also say like for home cooks like it's like okay what am i going to do with like this little bit of carrot or celery if you would put it in like a, a some a, some kind of container and put it in the freezer 
And then you build up those things over time and then you can just, you know, start a vegetable stock, make it at home. It's going to taste way better than anything at the mm-hmm. store. Um, and it'll save you a little bit of money and you're also not wasting as much. That's a huge thing in our apartment is trying to figure out how do you, it's almost a challenge where yeah. it's like, especially with supper club where it's like, I've worked in catering places where you're wasting so much food and it's disgusting mm-hmm. and it's just unbearable. And it's one of the reasons why I stopped doing it, but now we're doing catering stuff again and trying to either utilize that stuff or donate it or figure out different ways is it's kind of a fun challenge to put Mm -hmm. to yourself because it's like it kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone where it's like all right so i have all these carrot scraps like (laughs) what can i what can i make out of this like can we jam can we make a jam out of a carrot like i've experienced a very similar thing during the height of the pandemic i was making stock um Mm -hmm. every week and i just got i got stocked out but yeah um (laughs) <laughs> but we would get Baldor orders, you know, because yep. we didn't want to go to the grocery store. And, and Baldor, for people who don't know, is is a um, is a purveyor that that works with restaurants. But during the height of the pandemic, when when the restaurants were shut down, they said we d- can do home deliveries. So we would order, and sometimes, you know, you'd try your best to look at the weight and measurement and see how much you were getting. But sometimes like we got a, t- a thing of ground Turkey that was like eight pounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so sometimes it would be like, how am I going to use all this, you know, and not get sick of it. Yeah. Like it's, like, yeah. It's, especially with Turkey. Cause people have very strong opinions on Turkey. I think we've covered this in past episodes. <laughs> people have very strong opinions on Turkey, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I think, you know, I, I would say just kind of challenge yourself a little bit at home, like look up some recipes, try to figure it out. Like when we're doing cooking classes, um, a lot of the times it's kind of teaching people how to read a recipe and also to kind of throw the recipe out at some points. Because mm-hmm. I think people get bogged down with the recipe where if you kind of teach them a technique, they can apply it across multiple different dishes, stuff like that. Like as much as like temper con- t- temper con- temperature control mm-hmm. on your stovetop. Um, and just being able to like sear a piece of chicken without it either burning and getting some nice color on it. Um, that's and then deglazing with like a little bit of stock or some water to kind of make a little flavorful pan sauce. Mm-hmm. But you can apply that to beef. You can apply it to literally any any protein. You can even do it with tofu. And yeah. it's like if as soon as you understand that building block, you can kind of use it for so many different things. So like you can start off small like that. And I think YouTube's been also like a great mm-hmm. asset to me over the past year and a half. There's so many great like little cooking channels on there that it's like I'm more of a visual person where if I I need to see someone yeah. do it, because if I'm reading it, I won't I, mm-hmm. I have trouble visualizing it. And it's just kind of cool to see that play out. So I, would, I just if you enjoy cooking at home, kind of dabble in those videos and it helps you get a little bit more excited. It's not as stuffy as like those kind of Food Network shows that I grew up with where it's like, all right, you put this in this and yeah, like, yeah, and we yeah. get out the French onion soup can and like, <laughs> <laughs> instead they're like, it, it, they make it like kind of a little bit more fun and like, mm-hmm. like not so much like, all right, step one. It's like, it's yeah. like, just have fun with it a little bit. You know, it gets a little bit too um, intimidating. Yeah. Phone number is 718-673-8201. If you want to call in, that's that's fine. Or hit me up on uh, on the gram or shoot me a text if you're listening and you have a question for Kyle and I. I'm going to quickly just um, reset with um, a little music. And this is weird because – so you ever do Shazam? Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
we went to get uh, bubble tea, my wife and I, and we were in the bubble tea place, and I was like really digging the music, and so she shazammed it, and for people who don't know what that is, you basically, it's an app, you hold up your phone, and it records a moment of it and then you and then you see what it is i think right? you can ha- just have siri do it now oh i think it's one of her functions okay i'm sorry, stick, sorry. With <laughs> yeah. Yeah. stick with what you know <laughs> uh and and i was digging this but this is in chinese um i found it on spotify yes. but it's chinese characters so i don't know how to tell you what this is and I also am supposed to log what music I play on this on this thing, so artists get their money. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. I guess I'm gonna. Are you worried about the listeners not being able to track it down? Just Shazam it. Just you download track, Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> or get Siri. See if you. No, if no, you, I like the Shazam <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, so I'll I would announce and tell you what this is, but this is just some good Chinese stuff. So, Beautiful. Yeah, uh, we'll be right back. Race at the bottom. Oh, oh! I know why. Okay, so forget that that happened, and now, <laughs> now, do this. got a listener who's who uh speaks and reads chinese who's going to translate that for us how cool is that super cool also another listener said what about garlic powder we use that all the time too yes i'm a big fan of garlic yeah. powder yep so uh yeah incorporate it into your repertoire try it out don't put too much pressure on yourself if you don't like it just try it different next time <laughs> here's a misconception kyle oh fish shouldn't well, the misconception is that fish is fishy. Yeah. I would say, and I learned this at Applewood, if your fish is smells or tastes fishy, then it's not good. Yes. Uh, it should smell of the ocean is what I learned from the crazy French man that trained me mm-hmm. <laughs> back back in my youth. Um but yeah, no, 100% accurate. Um, it should not have kind of a fishy smell. I, I I think it's a very common question for people to ask in restaurants. I even hear my wife ask it sometimes, mm-hmm. and she's been a chef 
<laughs> as long, if not longer than I have. Shots fired. Yeah, sorry, Andy. <laughs> Threw under the bus there a little bit. But like when you ask, like, is the fish fishy? It's a little bit like you're almost asking, has it spoiled? Yeah. And, you know, some fish has a bit stronger of a smell to it than others, like um, more oily fish, mm-hmm. mackerel, stuff blue, like that. Blue fish. Blue fish, especially. You can kind of. It, it has a different smell to it, yeah. uh, but it shouldn't smell kind of off or, yeah. you know, like you're walking by a pier or something exactly. like that. So bluefish is actually, I had bluefish when I was in the Outer Banks when I was like 19 or 20. I ordered it and it was disgustingly fishy. Ooh. And so then when we started, when I got to Applewood and and I got on the fish station and Sam was like, so tonight we're doing bluefish. I was like, really? Isn't yeah, that r- really fishy? <laughs> yeah. It we, we got it fresh. We had, um, I could never really butcher the fish or you don't butcher, clean the fish. Yeah, no, you butcher fish too. Yeah. <laughs> I never really did it. We had um, Augustino yep. do it. Yep. He was, he was pretty good. He was really good. <laughs> and, uh, but man, it's buttery and it's uh, amazing. It's uh so, if you don't like fish because it's fishy, you're going to... You're getting the wrong fish. You're going to crappy restaurants. Yep. I would say also, um, check out your local fishmonger. Go find it. Talk to them. Um, mm-hmm. They should help you out, too. Point you in the right direction. Tell tell you what... Or tell them what you like, what you don't like. They'll yeah. help you find the right fish. Um, before we move on from bluefish, though, whenever I think of bluefish, I actually, it reminds me of you. Because we used to salt and smoke our own fish, and a lot of the times we use bluefish because it's a beautiful fish to smoke. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, in this batch, something went wrong, and the, the fish went bad, even though it was salted. <laughs> and you smoked it, and you went to try it, and you took a, a pretty hefty bite, and it had gone it had gone very south. And you were you were like leaned over the sink. Uh, we were kind of in the middle of service too, and one of the servers was trying to get you to to start a table, to fire a table, to start them cooking. And the rule was is they they needed confirmation from you in order to to fire the table. So the guy just kept asking you like, okay, fire table twelve, fire table twelve, and you were like in the sink like almost throwing up. And I was like just la- and we were super busy. And I was just laughing on the line, and then finally you were like you were like, hold on, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> he did not throw up. Everything was handled safely, but uh. it was. It was, <laughs> I cannot help but think of that whenever I hear about bluefish. I would get so bent out of shape at, at this job. It was way too hard for me. And, and, but then I would come in the next day because I would get like really emotional and pissed off and stuff sometimes. And then I'd come in and I'd say, either Kyle or I would I'd say, I'm going to be really, try to be really positive. Yeah, we'd be very positive all day. <laughs> and usually that would crack. Um, or I would crack pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a stress. It's, I mean, it is a stressful job. I think we're all learning that now yeah. from, you know, restaurants are having such a hard time to hire people at the moment. And it's because it's, it's not an easy job and it's late hours. It's stressful. You're don't get paid very you much. Don't get paid much. You're working under high pressure situations under like a ton of heat. I mean, you're not a doctor saving lives or anything, mm-hmm. but you're, it's, it's a lot and you know, it's not compensated enough. You don't really get a lot of thanks. No. Um, you really have to have to have to love it yeah. uh, a ton. And I kind of lost my passion a bit when I was chef um, at a few spots and I was just kind of ready to move on. And that's part of the reason why I became a butcher was I needed to find another outlet because I love food so much. But 
uh, once I became a butcher, I was able to like cook at home more and actually enjoy it because at the time I was like, I cannot even pick up a knife right now. (laughs) I'm so burnt out. I thought that I would lose. I, I think I'm a better cook. I thought that once I left the restaurant biz, my skills would plummet, but I would be interested to work one shift n- now at yeah. Applewood because my knife skills are better. Yep. My just my understanding of how, technique is better. Yep. Cuz I I'm I cook every night. Yeah, same. Yeah. But instead of cooking for 100 people, I cook for two. Yeah. And it, and it's kind of more fun that way. Like even when yeah. we do like our private dinners and events, you know exactly how many people you're feeding, you know mm. You don't have like this crazy long menu. And also at Applewood, another high stakes thing that we did was we changed the menu every, every day, day. Yeah. based on like what we were getting from the farmers, based on what we were excited about. So we kind I kind of took the things I loved about Applewood and kind of put them into Twin mm-hmm. Oaks and be like, okay, we can make this more manageable and fun without having this kind of huge weight on us every day. <laughs> we got another listener question. What are the kitchen accessories um, that we think that every, everybody needs. What what are what are the go tos? Yeah, um, I, I assume we're like talking about kind of appliances, appliances or yeah, or utensils. Yeah, I mean, obviously a, a, a nice knife. You don't have to, you know, break the bank either. There are decent knives that are priced like around twenty thirty dollars that you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say kind of find your local knife shop, check them out, see. You talk to them, you know, you're experts around. You don't have to just order something from Amazon and kind mm-hmm. of hope for the best. Um, you can, you know, have a price range and talk to someone, a human being and say, yeah. like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I normally do. Like, is there anything you can help me with? Mm-hmm. Um, Much easier to cut yourself with a dull knife, too. It is. People should get, misconception. Get a, yes, that's yeah. a misconception. Yep. <laughs> don't be afraid of a sharp knife. Nope. You, you uh you got to know what you're doing and and go and go. And for it's it. actually easier on you to learn if you have a sharp knife. Yes, like, much yeah. easier. With um, a dull knife, it can slip and and cut you. Yep. Um, I would say something I use almost every day is a magic bullet, like or like one of those like little food processors. Mm. Um, I use that all the time to either make sauces or just blend stuff. We also just had a baby, so we've been making a lot of baby food and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's such a good thing to have just to kind of you know blend something up. If even if you're making just like a tomato sauce or something like that, why would you prefer? I I just have a a food processor. Why nope, would you? You can do that too. Yeah. Uh, do you think the magic bullets easier cleanup and it, stuff? I think it's a little easier to clean up. It's also it uh, purees things a little bit finer. Mm. Um, whereas a food processor um, is also kind of great for chopping vegetables really yeah. finely, really quickly. Um, but you kind of get still like those kind of uh, gra- grains in there, and like you can't get it as fine as you would in a magic bullet. Which it it all depends on what you're trying to go for. Yeah. If you want those kind of textures in there, like go for it. It's all it's all up to you. I keep my food processor out. Yep. Which which I think has been a if you have space for it. Because really, if you're working in a in in a professional kitchen, you're using you're blending sauces all the time. All day. <laughs> yeah. um, that just having that in your repertoire, being able to to cook something up and then just say, you know, this would be good as a as a blended sauce. Yes. Or how or part of it. You know, you take part of your soup and blend it yep. to give it some nice texture, and then leave part of it in. If you if you leave out um, your fun appliances, then you use them all the time. Yeah, totally. If yeah. you put them under the sink and it takes 10 minutes to get them out and <laughs> remember where they are, you're never going to do it. And you get the avalanche of like 
pan lids coming out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think it's also a great way to kind of use up, like we talked about, like different mm-hmm. vegetable scraps. Like if you have like, you know, a lot of, you know, carrot ends or something saved up in the freezer, like you can make a soup with that mm-hmm. and then just blend it up. I love that. I keep going to carrots. They're my problem, <laughs> my problem vegetable, apparently. I use my food processor a lot to make, cause when you get, when you have herbs, when you have parsley or cilantro, yep. it's really easy, I think, for the amateur cook to have those wilt and go go bad you use it once yep and then it it languishes in the fridge yeah i if i I make a ton of like uh like chimney basically different kinds of chimichurri or like cilantro you you throw the rest of your cilantro in don't be afraid of the cilantro um ends the uh stems they're misconception misconception they're great and tasty throw them into the put Put some acid in there, some lemon, lime, vinegar, some garlic. Yep. Some, you know. I would play say even when chopping up cilantro, like throw those stems in there. They have a good texture. They're not yeah. stringy. Like some sometimes you get those really fibrous ones, but yeah. you know they have a great flavor, great texture to yeah. them. Um, same thing with parsley stems. Like coming up in you know fine dining kitchens, it was like you got to pick pick through all these yeah. things, and yeah. it was like, and you throw them to the stock pot, which is also fine because you're not wasting them. You're adding mm-hmm. flavor to something, but kind of chopping those up and adding into things creates a little bit of texture, a little bit of flavor, and it has a different flavor kind of note, yes. almost a stronger kind of flavor in a different way, mm-hmm. um, which adds another kind of little depth of flavor to you. And that's like kind of a real cool, easy way to kind of improve your cooking that you'll notice right away. You'll be like, oh, I didn't get that undertone before. You know, it kind of adds some depth. I've told you about building flavors, bro, right? Yeah. <laughs> I w- Before Applewood, I worked at this uh, high-end kind of pizza place and um I, that's kind of a misnomer an oxymoron but uh this this guy I worked with for a little while you know we were busy we were in a rush and he kept whenever he had a second he kept doing this concoction you know and yep. he'd put it in the oven for a little while and and bring it out and then and i got frustrated and i was like what are you doing <laughs> And he turns to me real slow and says, building flavors, bro. I love it. <laughs> it's the worst. It's hero. Yeah. <laughs> no, but th- there are those kind of like, especially like coming up, like, because I, I was on the wave of like Emerald, like going to culinary school, like our mm-hmm. first year, there were so many culinary students and like within the first trimester we had trimesters which is crazy (laughs) yeah but most of them would drop out like we lost like at least half the people because they were like i don't want to do this like i'm like cooking all day and it was Mm -hmm. like yep that's what it is (laughs) but like there you get the guys in there it was like so what do you like to cook like how would you describe like the flavors you use stuff like that which i also think is such a dumb loaded Mm -hmm. question and they'd be like well yeah but i i would describe my cooking as like bold flavors like that's kind of just who i am and i'm just like Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the guys that have the same like Anthony Bourdain tattoo like on their arm and stuff. <laughs> like, it was just like, come on, guys. Yeah, that reminds me of I. You know, you do like family meal. Yep. And I would, whenever I was in charge of family meal, which is basically you cook for the the staff before a service, and I would, and then they complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I I would always say, see during. During family meal, I can cook my food, my way, uh, kind of how people say on on reality shows. Yeah, totally. I just want to do my food my <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. It's like every Top Chef, like, yeah. 
one one of the contestants says it like every season, like a couple times. <laughs> like, well, I just need to focus on my food, which I, I mean, it does kind of make sense. But yeah. in a way, it's kind of like your style. But it just becomes such a thing that is said constantly. What else, Kyle? Any any other? Uh... Um, I would say, you know, kind of mess around with different pans and techniques and stuff like that, too. Um, pans are obviously a huge part of cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, you those things are something that you can invest in, like getting a nice cast iron pan, something that you'll take care of and it'll last you forever. And it can be something that you can actually like have for your whole life as long as you take care of it. But I would say if, instead of investing in like an expensive knife or something like that, invest in like an expensive pan, like a, a workhorse pan mm-hmm. um, there, that could not hurt something. Cast iron's great. Stainless steel is also great. Um, even finding like a, I would, uh, an affordable uh, nonstick pan. I would say like, those are my three like pans that I use constantly and always have. I also have like a nice large stock pot, uh, which is a great way to kind of use up um, bones and make your own vegetable stocks. Like I was saying before, um, I, I, as I mentioned, <laughs> am a butcher. Mm-hmm. I'm real big on kind of I, I would say if you could learn one skill, everyone should learn how to butcher a chicken, mm-hmm. even just cutting into eight pieces or something like that. You can save some money. Um, you also have like the added value product of all the bones so you can make your own stock, save up the bones. And once you hit maximum capacity in your <laughs> fridge, make your own stock, you yeah. know, put it in containers. Then it's so much better than anything you'll get at the store. And it saves you money. And it also is uh, a little bit more sustainable. Chickens are such a horribly treated animal in this country, um, which is also why you should look into your local shops and kind of talk to them about chicken. But most people just want, you know, skinless, boneless breasts. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's so many other parts to a chicken (laughs) that kind of get wasted and thrown out. And it's you can utilize all those things like it's kind of a perfect animal for that. Love it. So. Oh, monosodium uh, translation will come later. She's on a call with friends. Okay, so next week I'll tell you what the because um, I know everybody loved that um, Chinese uh, song that I played. Next week, John Field and Tom Demena are going to be talking about life, comedy, White Lotus, Staircase. Thank you to Kyle. Let's do the Twin Oaks thing, guys. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Twin Oaks BK on Instagram. And uh, you can also email that. Um, it's twinoaksbk at gmail.com. You can ask us about menus or we can get you on the email list. And if you want like a private dinner or something special, we love working with people and kind of coming up with a menu together, something that fits everybody. Uh, I feel like a lot of catering and private chefs will just be like, this is what we do. <laughs> like, this is my thing. This is what your only option is. But we love kind of working with people and kind of creating that food community like, the, the supper clubs of old out in the Midwest. <laughs> Radio Free Brooklyn is sponsored in part by My Choice Pharmacy, offering little or no cost medical braces. For more information, uh, call 844-598-6639. And if you're listening to this on your phone, on your computer, you can download the app for your phone. Um, it works great and it's free. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter if you would like to figure out what's going on. We only hit you up once a month at all the great stuff going on with the studio. And if you like what you heard, consider donating. Up next is Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much, Kyle, for, for being here. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. We, we got to have you back for uh, Talk for Turkeys. Talk Turkeys <laughs> prep episode. Yep. It's it's coming. 
Milton Nascimento, um, Saidas y Bandeiras, Exits and Flags, Race to the Bottom. Todas as roupas e 